the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Brandon Stats Januska. The White Sox are all in. They need to at least make it to the American League Championship Series. And even that might not be enough. Tyler Butterball Buterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine, now DeRozan, Vooch. He's going to be able to set these guys open. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David, Double D, Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And now, here's Brandon, Tyler, and David. That's right. Welcome to Blow the Whistle, the Thursday edition. That's right, our first. Yeah, our, yeah, I believe this is our first time doing a show on a Thursday. Yeah. Never's been done. Never's hey, been done. so, you know, we got a lot of stuff to get to, but first and foremost, I'm David Dykstra. I'm here with Tyler Buterbaugh, Brandon Janoska, and we got a special guest with us again this week. The godfather of X-Bomb Sports, the CEO, the founder, the all-around man, myth, legend, Andrew Valentin. Buenas noches, sports nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, we went bilingual today. I like it. I like it. it. Everything's different on Thursdays. We want to welcome in all our listeners. Absolutely. It's it's. Armageddon, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We want to welcome in all our listeners, especially our new listeners from the Under the Hood podcast family. We look forward to hearing from you guys. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. You can also watch us live stream on Facebook right now. Hi, guys. How we doing? Yeah. Um... But we got a lot to get to. Bears, NFL in general. We got college football. We're going to talk about the past week and this upcoming week. We also got some Cubs and Sox. And then we're going to kind of see where we go from there. Oh, and I, I almost forgot. I can't I almost, believe it. I almost forgot. I almost did a Brandon. Unbelievable. I almost, wow. I almost genuscaed all over it. it. Wow. <laughs> you are a professional, sir. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> segment in all of radio you're killing me smalls ladies and gentlemen will be here as well and we've got some good ones today so stay tuned but up first we're gonna be talking chicago bears are we ready gentlemen absolutely all right let's get it going and before we get going let me throw out this question to our listeners will justin fields get a chance to play on sunday either through a dalton injury or with designed plays, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. Let us know what you think. I'm going to start off with Tyler. Woohoo! <laughs> what do you? What are your thoughts, Tyler? Um, I could go yes on either of these things. Uh, more on the so that if Annie Dalton gets hurt because. 
it would not surprise me if Andy Dalton gets hurt because we all know that offensive line that the Chicago Bears have right now is definitely unstable and it's not it's not capable to have an unmobile quarterback like Andy Dalton stay in the pocket for uh, enough time for him to get the ball off. So he's going to get sacked a lot. And he got injured last year, and he was with the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys had one of the best offensive line in the entire league. So he was protected, but he was still managed to get injured. Now, if you have that whole front line of the Rams coming at you, good luck, Andy Dalton. Well, let's be real. The injury last year was him scrambling and just getting right. absolutely taken out by Washington, the Washington yep. football team. Yep. <laughs> I hate saying that. Um, <laughs> so you might need to say a new name well, soon. Yeah, yeah one, one last season. One yeah. last season of this. But um, I've preached and preached and preached. I don't think he, Dalton makes it out of game one, and I'm even going to predict. I don't wish injury on Never. anybody. But there's an ex-bear on that Rams team that is going to show up again for this game. Leonard Floyd is going to hit Dalton and hit Dalton a lot. And I would not be surprised if we see Justin Fields in game one. What about you, Andrew? I think you're not going to see him in game one. I do think it's going to take a little bit longer for him to get on the field. I think Andy Dalton certainly is going to take a beating. To some degree, I don't think he'll break. I definitely think he'll bend for sure. But I think his veteran leadership and his ability to kind of see the field in that way that veterans can, where you can find the openings a lot better. You have trust in these wide receivers a lot more than he did have in Cincinnati, where A.J. Green was hurt, and then he was obviously out for some time, and then he only had to... rely on a handful of wide receivers to make plays for him. So I think there's a trust there with these guys to say, if he's the quarterback, he's going to make the plays. So I think he'll be able to make it through the full game. I think Fields probably won't see the field until he's probably, I want to say maybe like week 9, 10 possibly, closer to like when seven games are left in the season. The only reason I say week one is because of that severe concussion Dalton had last yes. year. Yes. And it, he's he's more susceptible now to getting those concussions, and it's only it literally is only going to take one good hit, correct, for him to go out. And I could totally see it happening in week one with that defense. Brandon, your thoughts? I'm going to side with Andrew on this one. I don't think it comes in week one. I I get that. Yeah, he had a severe concussion, and that is obviously a big deal. And obviously, it will lead to future concussions easier uh, to get future concussions easier. But with the way the league protects quarterbacks nowadays, it's not a given that he'll get pounded the way that maybe five, ten years ago, a quarterback would. Yeah. With all the rules now favoring the offense, I think I think he'll take a beating like you guys all said, and it's going to be a rough day for sure. But I don't think he'll he'll get that one big shot to the head just because of the rules and how everything goes in the league now. Do I think he can make it through a healthy season? No. I, I, I think that eventually, I don't think he'll make it through the season. Even if he is healthy, I don't think he plays the entire season. But I I have Andy Dalton making it through week one. He'll play the whole game against the Rams. Right. And I don't think they'll go with design plays, not this early. Later on in the season, I could definitely see them going with both. But not this early, not going to show their hand. All right, Tyler? I had a quick question, because for Andrew and Brandon, mm-hmm. uh, since you guys said about that you don't see Andy Dalton uh, 
being out any part of this game. Well, let's just say, and actually, David, you can answer this too. Um, <laughs> Thanks for including me, man. <laughs> you have permission. You're here too. You have permission. By the way, by the way, Dave, no, go ahead and answer it. about this question. Let's just say Andy Dalton does get hurt and he gets pulled from the game. And yeah. I've heard this from other sources, other people, and their opinions. Do you think they, cause since it's not considered uh, Paces and Nagy's plan to have Justin Fields play mm. week one, do they put in Nick Foles first before letting Justin Fields take the ropes? Or do you think it's Fields time if Andy Dalton gets hurt? I'm going to go ahead and say I think they put in Nick Foles, and that's just wow. because that's just because my and – th- and this is me saying this as if I were the GM, I would do that, or if I were the coach, simply because I would rather Justin Fields just stay and not get into a rhythm with this offensive system because if this is Nagy's last year, we don't know if it will be. Who knows? He might be back next year. But I'm thinking if he does get fired next year, we bring in a new offensive-minded head coach, he brings in a new offensive system, and Justin Fields can get – sort of inducted into that new system, get used to that, rather than playing a system that's going to be pretty much 88 and out the gate after this year. I'd rather him be adjusted to something that's going to be long-term rather than something short-term, because that's what happened with Trubisky, and we saw what happened with that. Now, he's not Trubisky. Justin Fields is way, way better. But nevertheless, I would rather him start fresh with something new than get adjusted to something, and then all of a sudden... We flip the. We all of a sudden have to flip it 180 again on him. Yeah, and actually, since you mentioned Trubisky, that's part of the reason why I don't think Nagy goes back to a trick play with Del, uh, with Fields yeah. this week. Or yeah, this week because he tried it with <laughs> Trubisky yeah. last year. Obviously, Trubisky and Fields, two different players, but Trubisky they tried a trick play with him, and he went out with a shoulder injury after doing <laughs> that one trick play. This is true. So yeah, I, I think Matt Nagy's going to be a little more hesitant to do it. But in terms of who they go to if Dalton does go down, I think you have to go with Fields. I understand going with Foles, yeah. but if you have Fields as number two on your depth chart, I think you have to go with him. All right. I My personal opinion, I would put, Fold, or, uh, I would put Fields in there immediately. He gives you the best chance to be a winning football team. I can see everybody's opinion. I can understand it. But if I'm the GM or the head coach, I'm putting Fields in there because he gives you the best chance to make a mark. I agree with both of uh, both you and Bert, David. Um, all right, because, fine. I'll just be the odd man. Out Andrew, there. That's all right. Well, that's all right. I'll think for the future. It's all right, guys. It's okay. How I feel put is, you on a raft. I understand you want to protect your future quarterback. Yeah, but throwing him in the game with one of the best defenses in the game—that's just going to get. That, there's no better test to see if this kid is ready. To having him up against the top defense, it's going to be a struggle for him. He's not. We don't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't expect Justin Fields to play phenomenal against the Rams defense. But there's a chance he could be playing very well against the Rams defense and surprise some of us Bears fans. And then throughout the season, if he can go up against the Rams defense and play just fine, I don't think there's really the ceiling is kind of. Uh, high up there. Yeah, it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to see if if Dalton does go down with an injury, with a concussion. I, I'm going to say concussion because that's the most likely thing. It's going to be interesting to see how how that all transpires. It also if, sends a statement to your team. The decision you make, who you put in, tells your team either yes, we're still playing to win, we're going with number two on our depth chart, or. We don't care about this season. And, and we're looking more towards the future. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. 
Well, that's going to do it for the Bears discussion. Coming up, we will talk about the GOAT taking on the... Excuse me. Let me just ask a question. I, got all, <laughs> I just got all befuddled right there for a second. Will the GOAT buck America's team tonight? We talk week one NFL here on Blow the Whistle. And Prescott's going to take off. And Prescott will take the ball at least for a first down and into the end zone for a touchdown. Three tight ends in the ball game. Brady's going to keep and take it in for the touchdown. Prescott on the keeper, walks in, touchdown. Flea flicker, Fournette back to Brady. And he's got an open man in Justin Watson. Prescott going in zone, and it's caught for the touchdown. Dalton Schultz. Brady pumps and throws. Back shoulder for Evans and just like... Those highlights courtesy of Fox and CBS. We want to thank them for that. We are talking week one. NFL starting tonight with the world champ Tampa Bay Buccaneers and some guy named Tom Brady at the helm. Who's that? Yeah, I've never heard of him. He's a guy that lost me a lot of money on the Super Bowl. <laughs> some some journeyman, I guess. <laughs> he lost you money because you didn't have faith in him. That's right. I mean, you went the, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you went the other way. Yeah. See, he sounds like he should be doing my taxes. <laughs> when he came out of college, he looked like he should have been doing your taxes. <laughs> but I got a question for everybody listening out there, all our listeners to blow the whistle and all our new listeners from the under the hood podcast. We appreciate you all. Once again, the question is what teams do you think have the best chance to be super bowl bound this year? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one. Andrew, I was, yeah, I was, I, you gotta you gotta build the drama, man. Uh, as far as who's gonna be the Super Bowl champs this year, who do I think? is Yeah, gonna be let's Super Bowl? let's get these out of the way, and then we'll go into the Week One picks. I'm gonna stick with the Bills, baby. I'm sticking with my boy Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I like that team. Right. I not only do I think they have the perfect chemistry, they have they have fun playing football, and I think that's important when you're playing that championship level football and. What I've noticed as tendencies is the best quarterbacks usually win the Super Bowl, and I think he's one of the top five. Maybe even you could put him in that top three category of quarterbacks right now in the NFL. I I think he's at that caliber where he can take the Bills to the next level and get them to the Super Bowl and end this freaking curse of them just not getting there (laughs) and slay those demons of the 90s that making four straight in a row and not winning it i'm i'm riding with the bills on this i'm bills mafia all the way if i can't if i can't see the bears do it i won't see the bills do it is that so that's your afc and super bowl winner or yeah if i'm gonna pick an nfc who's your team coming out of the nfc in the nfc I'm I'm gonna ride with the Seahawks on that. Ooh, I'm gonna okay. go with the Seahawks. Interesting. Yeah, I must say the Seahawks. A, okay, I so a Bills Seahawks yeah. Super Bowl. I like with the it. Bills. I like. It. I know the defense is a little That's, iffy with them, but I trust in Russell Wilson. I think he's gonna have an MVP year this year. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Somebody's got some cojones on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I go against the grain, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely. As we saw from the last segment, I go against the grain. Tyler. I'm going to ride with the Bills as well wow. with Andrew. Yeah. I totally, I felt like that the Bills should have made the Super Bowl last year. And 
And now with because my other, the only other team that I think could contend with the Bills in the AFC would be the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But I think the Chiefs are going to struggle a little bit with the loss of those their two top offensive linemen that they've had in the offseason. So it's going to be a little bit of a struggle for them. But the Bills, they like again, they deserve it. They got the super insane talent from Josh Allen. And Stefan Diggs is making a huge statement over in Buffalo. So I got the Bills winning in the AFC. And on the NFC, as much as I hate to say it, I think it's going to be the Bucks again. Wow. I okay. think because they kept the same starting lineup for both sides of the ball. I mean, I think that's that was a smart thing to do. Yeah. I feel like most teams should be doing that. If you can if you can make it work, you got to keep those guys that you have on your team to that you could just won a Super Bowl with. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go Bucks and Bills in the Super Bowl. And I'm going Are we doing winners too? Yep. I'm going to do Bills. Bills I got win. Bills All right. win the Super Bowl. If we the Bills win, I'll jump through the table. How about that? I'll make that case I'll right, join right now. I'll join the Bills right. Mafia. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> All me right. and Tyler jump through tables. So. All right. Uh, I'm going to go next if you don't mind, Brandon. Go for it. Um, AFC, I'm going to ride and die with the Tennessee Titans. Really? Wow. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Interesting. It is, it is not going to be because of Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> It is because of those two wideouts and the guy they got coming out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. They've got a solid enough defense that if they score, I think if they score 21, they'll win most of their games. Okay. Uh, NFC, I hate to do this to you guys. I really do. No, don't do it. Don't say it. Don't do it. Falcons? You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you going with your Felipe guys? Franks is leading the Falcons to the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, I will say this right now. If Felipe Franks ends up starting for the Atlanta Falcons and takes them to a Super Bowl, I will jump into Lake Michigan after the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take you on for that. I'll take you on for that. I'll do that. Yeah. And we'll that, live stream it for you guys. Yeah, of course. I'll wear a Speedo. How about uh, that? Actually, you know what? That's not the, yeah. There we go. Yeah, like you guys might not want to watch, but we'll, we'll record it anyway. We'll, we'll censor it out. And then, We're censored out. We're family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. friendly. Let me get back to what I... In, in the NFC, it's going to be the Green Bay Packers. As much as I hate to say it, he's got all his weapons back. That defense doesn't have Should to Should I mute him great. now? Yeah, go ahead and try again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and got the control. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. It's the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers riding off into the sunset and retiring. Not happening. I don't see it. No. Yeah. But, you know, you can, I, you can not you see know, it. It's right fine. It's fine. That's my it's, prediction. It's your that prediction. Green Bay, Tennessee. You can Super be wrong Bowl. if you want. Hey, I'm okay with being wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong a majority of the time. So. True. I, I respect I you for being ballsy and going out. I got cojones too, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I picked the Seahawks, so we got to go all out now? (laughs) Brandon? Well, it kind of stole my thunder because they both took the Bills, and I had the Bills and the Bucks. Sorry. I, I, yes, Brandon. So, yeah, I know. You still pick it. But I'll go with. I'll actually go with the teams that I have in the in the AFC and NFC championships, and I'll ride with them. I, I like my picks there. Okay. So I'm going to say the Rams. Ooh. And nice. then I had the Chiefs, but just to go out there, I'm gonna take the Browns. Kind of my that's my oh. dark horse team, the Browns, the Cleveland Browns. In spite of Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I think that running game is going to 
That running game, Baker Mayfield doesn't have to do too much. He just has to play clean football, ride those two running backs. There's there's the issue. He's got to play clean football. That's, yeah. yeah. Easier yeah. said than done with Baker. But yeah. ride that defense, ride that running game, and... I have them winning the North already. I'll have them as my dark horse to make the Super Bowl, and I'll have them up against the Rams with Stafford. I think he's going to take them over the top, and I'll have the Rams winning this one. Okay, Stafford so gets okay. title. Okay, everybody has heard our picks. If you agree, let us know. If you disagree, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. All right, let's get to our week one predictions. Brandon, let's go. All right. Are we starting off with tonight then? Let's go with tonight. All right, the Mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys in Tampa Bay to take on the reigning champs, the Buccaneers. Andrew. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Right now, they're nine-point favorites as far as I can see. I think they're going to be even heavier favorites. I think it's a blowout for Tampa. I'm saying 17-point difference on this one. I think Cowboys just get absolutely annihilated. Micah Parsons takes out Tom Brady tonight. (laughs) Cowboys upset the Super Bowl champs in their only loss of the season. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, I got to pick the Buccaneers on this one. I mean, I always say every year Dallas is always overhyped every season. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. And Tampa Bay is just so darn good. I go, it's going to be a three-score game. I say Tampa by 21. Wow. Wow. Yeah. There we go. And real quick, Tyler, I just need to ask, you did have the Bucks in the Super Bowl? I did. Are they 17-0? and 0? Ooh, No. Okay. <laughs> just, just wanted to clarify that real quick because people have put it there. I'm taking the Bucks as well in this one. Ten points. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Up next, the Eagles in Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Oh three-point favorites. The, the Falcons are three-point favorites. That's the right. toilet bowl, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to go with the birds. I'm going to go with the Falcons on this. Falcons by a full touchdown. I think Matt Ryan has a game. Calvin Ridley's going to break out. I like the Falcons in this one, especially against a young Eagles team right now. Falcons all the way. (laughs) David? God, what a horrible game to pick. You're Um, all dressed, by the way. I'm in all my Falcons garb because it is that time of year. (sighs) Yeah, Falcons. I'm going to go Falcons by three. I was going to say. I am going to switch it up. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Okay. I don't disagree. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I want to, I'm not going to. This is Jalen Hurts' first year having a full season start. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Okay. I go Falcons. Falcons by three. Or Eagles Eagles, by three. My bad. Eagles by three. three. All right. I have. I agree. (laughs) Calvin Ridley's going to have a great game. He's on my fantasy team, so I need him to. And then. (laughs) That's right. The Falcons are going to get off to a hot start, and the Eagles are going to come back, and it'll be another blown lead by the Falcons. Eagles by three. (laughs) Way to go with history there, Brandon. (laughs) I like it. It'll be an onside kick that they don't know how to cover. Yeah, exactly. I do have Ridley on my other fantasy league as well, so I do need. There we go. We all need Ridley to perform, so please, Calvin, do your thing. Up next, Jets in Carolina to take on the Panthers. Carolina five-point favorite. I'm going with Carolina. 
by a blowout. I'm saying like a 20 point blowout. Yep, Carolina. 20 points. Wow. I, I absolutely agree. Carolina shows up and Sam Darnold has himself a Oh, it's game. payback day. It's payback. It's a game. Absolutely agree. Carolina. Darnold's going to have his revenge because I always thought he was a pretty solid quarterback, just in the wrong area. And I think him making his statement here is going to be beautiful. Uh, Carolina, I'm going to go with 14. I also have Carolina winning it, but I think Zach Wilson will keep the Jets in it. I think okay. I think it's going to be a battle till the end. Carolina by four. Let's go, Corey Davis. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and uh, up next, Chargers in Washington to take on the football team. <laughs> the football team. Oh. The Chargers one point favorite. I'm going to say Washington. Wow. Washington's defense, I think, steps up. I think Justin Herbert struggles a little bit. This defense is really good at getting to the quarterback. That's true. I think Chase Young gets that little disturbance going on against Justin Herbert. I'm going to say Washington by six. I'm going the opposite direction. I think Justin Herbert shows why he's going to be an elite quarterback in the NFL against a, a, a an elite front front seven yep. from, from the football team. <laughs> uh, and and they win by seven. I'm also going to pick the Chargers because I have a lot of faith in Justin Herbert. And I was actually going to pick him on our fantasy league. But thanks, <laughs> Amber, for taking him right <laughs> before Amber me. Amber for, for pick. Yeah, both. Both, Both of us. I also have the Washington defense, so that's why I'm also <laughs> yeah. picking the defense. I have Josh but, Allen, so I'd love it if he brings them to the Super Bowl <laughs> and has a great year. I do think that Washington football team is gonna be a like gonna beat up on Justin Herbert, but I think that Chargers offense is gonna overcome and whoop the, the football team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have Herbert. I have Herbert pulling it out. I'll, I'll give him by three. Chargers by three, and. We'll rush through some of these other ones here. San Francisco in Detroit. San Francisco, seven and a half point favorites. I'll take San Francisco right on that line. San Francisco. San Francisco. 49ers all the way. And next, They're Pittsburgh. They're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. 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 Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh goes to Buffalo to take on your Bills. It's Buffalo by 14. Pittsburgh. Bills Mafia, baby. I'll take Bills as well. They are six and a half point favorites. Forgot to give that. Seattle in Indy. Seattle two point do- or two point favorites. Seattle by ten. Indy. I'm going with Seattle. I'm going Indy. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Minnesota in Cincinnati. Minnesota three point favorites. Cincinnati. I was going to say Cincinnati by Cincinnati by six. If you don't pick Cincinnati, we're going to have a situation. Joe Swagger, baby. Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm going to also pick Cincinnati. I would love to see Joe yes. Burrow overcome that injury last year. All right. We're all going with the underdog Cincinnati. So and congratulations, Minnesota. 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 <laughs> congratulations. Minnesota wins. Jacksonville in Houston. Minnesota. Jacksonville, three-point oh favorite. gosh. Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to say Jacksonville by 17. I think it's Ooh. blowout. All right. Jacksonville for sure. Trevor Lawrence shows up, shows out. Mm-hmm. This is the real toilet bowl game right here. <laughs> I don't know. That's a toss-up. Eagles, Eagles, gonna, Falcons. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go toss-up. I'm gonna go Jacksonville as well. Lawrence gonna get his start off one and zero in his career. Yeah, I think Jacksonville as well. Lawrence is gonna show that he should be the favorite for that offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Arizona in Tennessee. Tennessee three-point favorites. Ooh. Arizona by twenty. And that's also because I got Kyler Murray as a quarterback. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have him in but a different league. I, I think league. Arizona's wow. really good. I think Arizona by 20. Tennessee by five. 
Tennessee by 10. I have Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback. It's <laughs> all fantasy football driven. Yes. <laughs> I have Derrick Henry, so in one of my leagues. I've got a feeling Derrick Henry might yeah. show the age on some of those guys. Oh, yeah. From, he, he's going to run rough shot. Yeah, I have Tennessee taking that one. All right, next, Miami in New England. New England, three-point favorites. New England by three. My, Mac my, Jones. Miami by 14. Gesicki catches three touchdowns. And yes, that is a fantasy football <laughs> pick. There you go. Ah, wow. Battle of the Bama quarterbacks. I'm going to go Blech. Miami by six. I'm going to take Miami as well. Miami by three. <laughs> Denver in New York to visit the Giants. Denver, three point favorites. I'm going to say New York by a full touchdown. Giants, Saquon has a game. Yep, I agree, Giants. Saquon. Uh, so, Green Bay visits New Orleans. Actually visits Jacksonville <laughs> to yep, take yes. on the New Orleans oh, yes. Saints. Uh, Green Bay, four and a half point favorites. I'm going to say Green Bay, but I'm going to say probably by like three. I'm going to make it close. I, I think Green Bay wins, but it's going to be closer than anybody thinks. I'm going to say Green Bay, and I think it's going to be a blowout. I don't have faith in Winston yet. I mean, I don't either, but no one does. I I believe it's Sean Payton. Except for Sean Payton. That's true. I think Green Bay wins as well, unfortunately. But I think it's going to become a shootout. Even without Michael Thomas, I think they're going to, it's going to be a back and forth game. But I think Green Bay pulls it out. Cleveland in Kansas City. Kansas City, six point favorites. Kansas City by 25. Wow. (laughs) I'm I'm just going with a number. (laughs) I'm going Cleveland by one. Okay. I'm also going to go with Cleveland. Uh, three. I know I say Cleveland in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I'm going to take Kansas City to start off on the right foot at home. And that's the big thing. I think Kansas City wins this one at home. I don't think they cover the six points, though. Okay. And then we'll save the Monday night game for our show on Monday. But the last game, obviously, Sunday night football, Bears and Rams. Bears visit L.A. SoFi Stadium. Rams seven and a half point favorites. Rams by 16. 16, all right. Mm-hmm. Bears win by four. Justin Fields plays this game. You're I'm too optimistic. <laughs> I'm going exactly with what David's saying. Yeah! Really? Oh, my yes! God. Andy, wow. Dalton, Andy Dalton's going to fall. Justin Fields, the future is coming. And he's going to whoop the Rams by, I go 12. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Against that defense. All wow. right. It's a little okay. ballsy. You know yeah, what? a little bit. It's Thursday. A little bit. Cojones. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to take the Rams, unfortunately. Darnell Mooney just I, makes Jalen Ramsey look that. like a punk again. Hey. I do hope the Bears have like a great opening drive and all Bears fans are like, oh my gosh, Andy Dalton, look at what <laughs> yeah. he just did. But hey. then it'll come back down see, to earth. See, this is my thing. I also have the I, Rams defense. Mooney so. is Ramsey's daddy. I, I want to see Jalen Ramsey <laughs> fall on his butt at least twice during this game oh, by moves. He'll slip and fall at some point. And it'll just be another <laughs> Twitter meme. And Absolutely. He'll be all mad about it. Like, guard, guard he didn't Allen beat Ro- me. No, he beats you, dude. Like, we saw it. Guard Allen Robinson, for the love of all, it is good in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Or try, at least. Yeah. yeah. I, I have the Rams winning it, but I have it a uh, 10-point game. 27-17 was the score I gave. All right. All right. I can see it both ways, but I'm, I'm just going out on a limb. I just, I've got a feeling that Dalton's going to get hit. And it's not going to take much. It's going to be a whiplash effect kind of thing. All right. Well, picks are done. Picks are in. If you agree with them, great. If you don't, we really don't care. We're just, no. <laughs> if we're let being us, honest. Let us know if you don't agree with them. But 
It's that time, boys. <gasps> you didn't that's, forget it. That's right. It's time for what the time? greatest <laughs> segment in all of radio. It's time for You're Killing Me, Smalls. And if you've had something during this past week that had you just saying, you're killing me, Smalls, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. But first, here's Brandon with an update. You're killing me, Smalls. That's right. It's that time. It's that time where we go, you're killing me, Smalls, on something that just really irritated the bejeebies out of us over the week. <laughs> You know, uh, I if you got one that's just been like like a little gnat in your ear hitting you all week, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. Not just, easy, is it? Yeah, I almost spelling is hard. Spelling yeah. is Word, words are hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who do I want to go to first? Brandon, you hardly ever go first. That is true, as mine is still waiting to load up. But that's all right. <laughs> that's why we don't go to me first, right? <laughs> now you know, folks. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's do, usually do, do how we, it goes. Do, do we need a little Jeopardy music or something? We're running out of AOL. Would you like me? Can You can say pass. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass real quick. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, you know what? I'm going to start it off then. With a, on a positive note, not Who something does that. I know, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not something I necessarily want to rant about, but I want to lift up Mackenzie Milton, former quarterback of Central University of Central Florida, who is now the backup quarterback, had a catastrophic injury, Alex Smith catastrophic injury to his knee where they didn't know if he was even going to keep his leg. That's how bad it was in 2018, correct, Andrew? Yes, that is correct. And then comes on against Notre Dame and brings Florida State back to tie the game and almost pulls off an unbelievably great, 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 upset victory they fell short they missed the field goal but i just want to say mackenzie milton to a guy who probably would have been a heisman candidate if he hadn't been injured to see you come back when the doctors didn't even know if you were going to walk again and play football and scramble and make plays just for coming back from that injury Mackenzie Milton, you get a big old. It's your home for sport. You're killing me, there Smalls. It is. There it is. There it is. Well, because it wasn't you're killing me, Smalls. So that's why yeah, really it was home. a little confusing. Yeah, like, Give him a happy one. Yeah, yeah does, like, does this count? Yeah. I really hope Ben was listening so then I can back up what I said earlier. <laughs> I know Brandon's the only one screwed up. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm all frazzled. But it never, it's like, it, it he really tried happens. to come to me. I wasn't ready. It's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Thursday, What's going on? What's going on? It's, yeah, it's, that's a, what, thir- it's a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. We, can, we can't use that. It's a it's Monday. Thursday. I know. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Oh, yeah. 
All right, Tyler. I'm, you know what? You're going last now, Brandon. No, no, all right. All right. Tyler, yeah, go for it. All right. Well, I literally just found this uh, about five <laughs> minutes before we got on air. <laughs> but this is just, I cannot not share this. So Germany held a, a soccer game. And, you know, everyone does shirts for skins, like, on, like, a pickup game. Yeah. No, they did uh, completely naked versus completely clothed. He ain't joking either, people. No. Here's, no, this is on unfair, or this is on Barstool Sports. Soccer team in Germany gets completely naked for the first ever nude versus clothed match. And there was about 300 fans <laughs> sitting here watching <laughs> grown adults. Because it's actually, if you look at the picture, it's... Men and women. Yeah. Also, oh, it's it's a it's a co-ed. Yep. And the ultimate match. shirts versus skins. And yes. you got people in full soccer uniforms, jerseys, shorts, everything. And then the other, the naked team, they had numbers painted on their backs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I, what I don't, a bunch of dingalings. I don't even know Germany, how to man. <laughs> they do it different. Like it's something. It's it. Really catches your eye when you're scrolling <laughs> through Twitter and you just see a, a bare catches, butt. Oh yeah, <laughs> catches your eye. Yeah. You're just kind of like, what is this <laughs> on a sports page? So, and the best part is that it ended in an eight and eight tie. So no one won. <laughs> oh my god! They didn't even came do all a, this way yeah. to not have they a win. Nobody even won. They didn't even do a shootout. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean. I don't know if I, they, might have, they might have not have done a shootout because I don't think they want us. I nah, mean, just, maybe they maybe they did want to see more naked people playing uh, soccer because they had three hundred fans come yeah, in to that, see this. There's no one wants to see anybody run naked. No, no one no. needs to see Brings that. A whole new meaning to illegal touching. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Really does. But you know, Germany, I got to give it to you for just kind of doing something out of the ordinary. So, but just this is absolutely ridiculous. So, there's, Germany for hosting a Completely naked versus a completely clothed soccer match. I give you a big old. You're killing me, Smalls. Can I just say there are so many naughty, naughty statements I could make to that right there? Oh, yeah, there's a ton. There's a swimming in my head right now. Oh, yeah. yeah, Well, you know, it was very tempting for me to say that was very ballsy of you to do that. Uh, Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. We got one. (laughs) Great headers. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, just no. Can you imagine calling that one? I don't know, Brandon. Could you? I I could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I called soccer yesterday. Actually, yeah. they were fully clothed, but <laughs> that's no fun. Brandon's like, actually, I did yeah. call that. Yeah, I, I was there. <laughs> I just came back from Germany. Duisburg, Little Germany. Little did you know. All right, uh, Andrew, you're up. All right, so there's a man that used to play in the NFL or does play in the NFL still. His name is Tanner Muse. Uh, he was a former Oakland Raider. Up until about mm, this past week on a Tuesday, uh, when he was <laughs> let Tuesday. go, and at the same time as he was released, Tanner Muse was also given a happy birthday message by the Oakland Raiders. So on the same day, his birthday that he's released, the Raiders say, "By the way, happy birthday, Tanner Muse." The hell's wrong with the Raiders? I mean, I, I, it's probably a scheduled tweet that they got completely wrong. But how disrespectful and blasphemous that you do that to Tanner Muse. I, I can't even imagine. Can you imagine it's your birthday and it's like, oh, by the way, you got fired. Here's the cake, too, at the same time. <laughs> and it's got, like, your fire written in, like, in like icing. It's the office. It I, was the office. The office. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. exactly what it is. I wish I could 
<laughs> it's, it's totally office. that situation. And so Tanner Muse, I, I can't even imagine what he was thinking. But there's a happy note to this as well because the Seahawks the next day picked him up and put him on the practice squad and then tweeted out, happy belated birthday, Tanner Muse. Very Just nice. as a little troll back at the, at the Las Vegas Raiders because only the Raiders could, I mean, talk about a mess. Yeah, they can't even get Twitter right. They can't, they can't even. Somebody in that media has got to be like, oh, no, we forgot to take it down. And they did delete it. They did apologize. That's nice. But still, for disrespecting, disrespecting Tanner Muse, the way that you did, saying you're fired on his birthday and then saying happy birthday, I say to you, the Las Vegas Raiders. You're killing me, Smalls. Leave it to the Davis family. That's all I'm going to say, right? Leave it to the Davis Can't family. Can't even get social media right. <laughs> Just like, seriously. Ask yourself, yeah. if we fire somebody, should we tweet this? Like, go through and make sure. Yeah, it's literally, what'd you get for your birthday? Free agency. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon, uh, you're up, great. man. All right, I am going to go after Manny Rodriguez. Manny right. Rodriguez, pitcher for the Chicago Cubs, and here's why. Okay. He gave up two runs in the eighth inning of a game on Tuesday that snapped the Cubs' winning streak. <laughs> Seven-game winning streak. They were on a roll, and they came back. They came back and playoff won yesterday. Bound. Playoff bound. The Cubs. The Cubs are playoff bound. They were going for a perfect September. We perfect September. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's not my killing me, Smalls. That's really I just, good. I just that's thought really it'd be good. good. I thought it'd be funny. Really I'm actually going after, and it relates to one that I did on the our live stream a couple weeks ago. I'm going after baseballs. In Chicagoland, because uh, for some reason the baseball itself has it out for Chicago players. <laughs> the baseball itself has it out for Chicago players. A couple weeks ago, David Bodie stepped on a baseball that was left out out on Guaranteed Ray Field. Andrew may or may not have placed it there. That's still up telling. in the air. <laughs> the baseball. Ended up causing him to sprain his ankle. He is back now, thankfully. So it ended up being a short-term injury. But the baseball tripped David Bode. He sprained his ankle. And now a foul ball coming after guys sitting in the dugout. <laughs> Elo Jimenez gets struck with a ball while sitting in the dugout. So baseball's first, whatever reason, just have it out for Chicago players right now. So to that, for baseball's being played in Chicagoland. Well, actually, this one was in Oakland, but... The baseballs that just have it out. Someone put a hit on <laughs> on Chicago players, and the baseballs are taking them up on that offer. So all these baseballs having it out for Chicago players, I say to you. You're killing me, Smalls. It was not me. <laughs> sure it wasn't, Andrew. Uh -huh. uh, unfortunately, that is going to do it for you're killing me, Smalls. But Notre Dame had the luck of the Irish on its side Sunday. We give you our college football opinions next on Blow the Whistle. Mackenzie Milton to pass. Welcome back to college football. Mackenzie Milton was a top 10 Heisman finisher in 2017 and 2018. Suffered the catastrophic knee injury. Does Doyle have the look of the Irish? Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our oh, 
I love that music. Courtesy, we like highlights courtesy of ESPN. Uh, but what a great first week in college football. I got a question uh, for every <laughs> for some of us. Some it was of a us. Great L- LSU, <laughs> LSU fan. If you guys didn't know over there, uh, some of us it was a great weekend. Yeah. Uh, I got a question that I'm going to ask our listeners. Uh, by the way, welcome back to Blow the Whistle. I'm David Dykstra. I'm here with Brandon Janeska, Tyler Buterbaugh, Andres Valentin, Hector Camacho Macho. <laughs> <laughs> I could give him a little, you know, uh, macho man if you want to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. We welcome did that. back to Blow the Whistle. We did that yesterday. <laughs> we want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. We'd also like to welcome in our new listeners from the Under the Hood podcast family. We appreciate it very much that you are here listening to us and our our, our, our craziness today. We are doing a little crazy crazy because it's a Thursday. Why not? We're a little bit off the edges today. Um, We're just real excited about football. Yeah, exactly. Relax, people. But the question I want to get out to everybody is, what teams impressed and what teams left you scratching your head after week one in college football? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. But first, a bit of breaking news that we actually have here from Tyler. Ravens fear running back Gus Edwards suffered a season-ending torn ACL in Thursday's practice. You've got to be That's after J.K. Dobbins is already out for the season, so they might be down their top two running backs before the season begins. Hey, Baltimore, have fun with Le'Veon. <laughs> it's not going to be good. I'm out two running backs now in one of my fantasy leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I picked I mean, up J.K. Dobbins, and then I picked up Gus Edwards, and I'm like, oh, this will be perfect for me. Thanks, Ravens. <laughs> hey, I, mean, I have Gus Edwards in one of my leagues, too. Hey, uh, can we say Trace McSorley, <laughs> emergency <laughs> running back for the Baltimore Ravens? I thought that was Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> they put Trace at quarterback and put Lamar in running back. Me. Interesting. Shock me. <laughs> <laughs> no worse than uh, some Cordell Patterson guy being in a running um, back. Or, <laughs> or. Tim Tebow. Tebow. Oh, I like it. He put it out there. I the like last it. Time he put something out there Tebow like that. Tebow to the Ravens. Is we, can, we, can we confirm that, then? Tebow running back for the Ravens. <laughs> last time he put something crazy out there like that, the Atlanta Falcons actually did sign Josh Rosen. So That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you hear I'm that? Gonna, uh, uh, Harbaugh. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go to Tyler first. All right. Who impressed you the most over the last weekend? Ooh, you know who did? Um. Beside, wait, let me get this out of besides out there. the behemoth. Besides the the the, the gladiator that is Alabama. Oh no, I'm not even gonna <laughs> mention them. Like uh, Rosie said, it's Alabama. Everyone else. Yeah. Um, who surprised me the most? Who impressed you? The impressed most? me the most. I would say either. Oh man, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go with uh, Iowa. I think I I can agree with that. Iowa kind of surprised me because definitely ranked lower. Now they obviously they moved up now to ten. Yeah, they were down. They were ranked at eighteen, and they just absolutely smacked Indiana. Yeah, and overall they looked very good. In my opinion, I look. And who who had you scratching your head? Even though they lost, I would have to say Minnesota 
kind of impressed me a little bit by keeping up with the number four Ohio State. They they looked good. Like their defense I'll say looked solid. I, I'll say it till I can't breathe anymore. Minnesota wins that game if their running back doesn't go out. It's possible. <laughs> I I wouldn't have been surprised. So. Despite them losing, Minnesota did impress me against. All right, Ohio who State. had you? Who had you going? All right, what? What? What just happened? <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's they. That's been good they, pick. They, yeah, Obviously, it's a darn good pick. Definitely, huge disappointment that North Carolina lost. Like you even considered, and I was kind of with you on that. The them possibly win, winning the, the ACC. ACC, and I wouldn't. I that was something that I was like, I don't disagree with that, but. Man, they just that was it's amazing what losing two NFL quality running backs in your backfield ha- does to your football team. All right, Brandon, who I, impressed? I guess the Ravens think so too. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, that's wow. a double that, was a good, that was really good. All right, Brandon, who impressed you over the weekend? Iowa. Again, Iowa, yeah, yeah, Iowa impressed, but to go with someone different. Georgia as well. Just that defense to be able to shut down Clemson the way that they did. I know there's got to be there's trouble with offense still, and I mean Clemson's a good defense as well. But the way that they were able to hold Clemson out of the end zone for the entire game, I did not see that coming. All right, and, and your biggest head scratcher of the weekend. UCLA being able to win Fine, that one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. I know. to be able to pull that one off over LSU. All right. All right. Andrew? I'm actually going with the most impressive being UCLA. Yeah. Honestly. I and I it's a dig against my own team of LSU, but listen, they're 2 and 0 right now. They this was an impressive win for UCLA. I think what they showed this past week is that Chip Kelly, despite all the little turns and everything they had to take, I think that he's finally brought this team back to a legitimacy. I mean, they jumped into the rankings. I think they're 16 right now in the top 25 for the AP. So you're talking about a team yeah. that has a possibility of maybe making a run in the in the Pac-12 and maybe being that team that can actually do some serious damage, especially when your only real competition might be USC and possibly Arizona state, but there's still a lot to be said for what Arizona state has to do. They still got to figure out if they have a mascot or not. So that that's their other problem. (laughs) Oh, no, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) most disappointing though. I, it's gotta be UNC. It's gotta be UNC. I, because that was the most legitimate opportunity to show if they were going to take a deep run, not just in the ACC, but in college football in general, because Blacksburg's hard to play in. And if you can't beat Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, and they, Virginia Tech took UNC to the woodshed. And everything I saw was exactly what I saw with Cleveland when they said, okay, now we're going to put the ball in Baker's hands and let him throw the ball. We did the same thing with Sam Howell, and what happened? A bunch of interceptions, only one touchdown, and just a complete breakdown in their system. So uh, UNC is definitely my biggest disappointment. All right, for my most impressive, I'm going Vatek. Vatek impressed the bejeebus out of me. Mm-hmm. They... As, as I like to say, shellacked. <laughs> it was a big shellacking over the weekend. There was a big shellacking in Blacksburg, and, and, and they did it convincingly yeah. and made Sam Howell look like an ordinary quarterback, which he is not. He's got skills, ladies and Absolutely. gentlemen. Oh, definitely. My biggest disappointment. Oklahoma. Washington. Okay. okay. Was- I would go really? Washington or Oklahoma, yeah. to be honest with you. Washington 
edges them out just a little bit because Washington lost to an FCS team. <laughs> they, they paid and money to, to, to play. come to Washington <laughs> and play and lost and didn't e- even look like they had anything. No. Uh, but yeah, Oklahoma was another one that was just like I mean, I was going to, but then I'm like, well, on. it's we've already said it, it's status quo it, with them. Yeah, just no defense <laughs> whatsoever. It makes me feel a little bit better in a couple of weeks. Nebraska plays Oklahoma, so <laughs> there is a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> what, Forty-five to thirty-eight loss, right? That's possible. <laughs> I, I I have faith. <laughs> I got a. I've yeah, got so a, do I. I, I got a little. LSU will beat Alabama. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for week one in college football. That ends our numero uno coming up in the next four. We're going to go 45 today, boys, because we got some great guys coming in after us. So in the next 45 minutes, we're going to talk preview of this coming weekend's college football we're also going to talk a little Cubs, a little Sox, and then we're going to talk about some North Division champs here on Blow the Whistle. The option, Brown keeps, first down, turns it upfield, Anthony Brown, cuts it back, touchdown Oregon! And they're running around the right side, Williams down the sideline, high-stepping, Mayan Williams, touchdown Ohio State! Back to Goodson! And goal, Brees Hall looking in, Cyclone score for the first time. Highlights courtesy of ESPN and Fox. Welcome back to Blow the Whistle. We are oh so glad that you're here listening to us. And we are oh so happy to have our new listeners from the Under the Hood podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Couple big matchups. In week two, we've got Oregon versus Ohio State and then Iowa versus Iowa State for bragging rights in that state. Um, the question I have for our listeners, and then I'll bring it to you guys. Who will win these big matchups in week two in college football? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one. Brandon, who you got? All right. Which one are we starting off with? Let's start off with Iowa, Iowa state, and then we'll go Oregon and Ohio state. Okay. Cause I've got a lot of thoughts on, on the second one. A lot. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa State. I'm gonna go with Iowa State in this one. I think I think they're the better team. I believe I'm pulling up the line here now. I believe they are the favorite team in this one as well. Really? They are. Oh, I, they're I, at yeah. home. Yeah, they are at home. They're yeah. At home. So I'm gonna go with Iowa State with this one, holding off the upset. Okay. All right. Uh, any particular reason? Just because they're at home, or primarily they're at home, and I just. They just seem like the stronger team right now. Okay. Uh, Brandon gave his opinion. Are we conflicting with him, Tyler? I am. Yes! I love conflict. Uh, (laughs) It's good. Iowa and Iowa State. It's four and a half point favorites. Iowa State currently. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go with Iowa because they really impressed me last week. Yeah. And Iowa State, 
a very close game to Northern Iowa. I expected more of a blowout against Northern Iowa. But granted, yeah, Iowa State is home, and it's very tough to play at the Cyclone Field. I don't even know. Oh, the Jack Trice Stadium. But I don't know. Just something about Iowa that I saw last week, I definitely think they have a shot at beating Iowa State. Are you ready, Andrew? I'm ready. To be fair. To be fair. Northern Iowa is a predominant powerhouse in FCS. Oh, okay. So it it doesn't surprise me that that was a close game. And Iowa State is one of those teams that is they're they're never going to blow. I think anybody out unless it's just a, a yeah. slough of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I agree with you, Tyler. <laughs> uh, Iowa completely impressed me in that game against Indiana. I had Indiana winning that game, even though they were at Iowa. I thought Indiana might be that that dark horse team that beats Ohio State this year and takes that division. They play Indiana played a horrible game. Uh, Pence Jr. played an absolute atrocious game with two throws that he just absolutely should have never done. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think Iowa beats Iowa State in in Iowa State. I think yesterday I on the X Bomb Sports Live show, check it out by the way today at Thursday at five thirty. Uh, I believe I picked self promotion. Yeah, I got it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I believe I picked Iowa to win the game if I'm not mistaken. But I'm gonna actually go the other side on this. I'm gonna say Iowa State. Looking at this game a little bit closer, as much as I like what Iowa did defensively, because I think that was their strongest point. Offensively, I looked back at it and they had some good moments. But overall, it was really their defense, I think, that kind of carried them through this. This is a veteran team at Iowa State with a very good quarterback in Brock Purdy, who I think could have potential at the next level. And Brees Hall, I think, is a first-round pick as a running back. He is a stud runner. I yes, mean, he is. You thought I David Montgomery was good at Iowa State. This kid is next level compared to him. I like the way Iowa State's trending. I know it was a tough win against northern iowa but i like the way this team is looking i think they're resilient and being at home gives them a little bit more advantage so i'll i'll say the cyclones i'll say the cyclones probably by like a full touchdown in it i like i like their the better the veteran leadership is what's i think going to carry this team once again yeah once again like you bring up great great points and and you're right there were two pick sixes in that Indiana game to make that game yeah. look a lot more lopsided than it probably right. actually was. And their defense did step up. But you bring up good points about Iowa State. You're not going to convince me that Iowa's going to lose. But I've tried my best sale. You're right. Uh, vet, they've got a lot of senior leadership. A it's, lot it's those super senior. seniors. The fact yeah. that they were able to come back for another year helps. Yeah. And a lot of them decided early on to yeah. come back too after they they didn't do as well as they wanted to in their bowl game. So I could see it going either way, but I'm going to stick with Iowa. All right, now we get to the game that makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> Oregon Why is that? at Ohio State at 11 a.m. <laughs> in the morning. That is nine o'clock. Pacific time for these Oregon Ducks. I would have picked Oregon if it had been a primetime game, which it should be because the primetime game this week 
is Washington versus Michigan. And after the goose egg that Washington laid against Montana, they, they should have flipped those games. That should be your 11 o'clock, and this game should be your primetime game. I don't see how Oregon wakes up that early in the morning and comes ready to play football, unfortunately. as much I'm going to root for Oregon, but I'm going to be as biased as possible and say Ohio State wins this one and may win it pretty big. Tyler? I, I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm totally on the, the side about the fact that of it's at it's base it's nine o'clock Oregon like ducks time. I would I was gonna pick Oregon uh because they impressed me more than Ohio State did. Honestly, last week Ohio State they seemed to start off really slow against Minnes an unranked Minnesota. And I liked how Oregon played, but I think it's just gonna be tough for them because they're not used to being ready to play football at nine AM. So unless if they like David you and me were talking about if the head coach which I wouldn't be surprised if they traveled up uh, Ohio in like Thursday today they should be there today if I to was the adjusted. head coach and the AD I'd have them there today to get yeah. the jet lag out of the way and get themselves adjusted to Central Standard Time that's so just me though I pick Ohio State I still think it's gonna be a pretty close game though okay. Yeah, yeah, Ohio State, a 14-and-a-half-point favor right now. I don't think it's going to be that big of a gap there. I I understand that they are playing in Ohio State, and I am going with Ohio State, but I, I think it'll be decided by a touchdown. All right. I'm going the same route with it. I think it's a touchdown difference. It's mainly because both of these teams defensively did not look great in their games. They both struggled, and I know Ohio State's got a lot of younger guys out there, freshmen, you know, redshirt freshmen that are first starting. Oregon, running-wise, looked great. Passing-wise, their quarterback's brand new into this position, and that's why I think Ohio State, you know, will win this game because Oregon's still trying to rough out a few of the, the, the edges here and there to try and smooth things out. So I think Ohio State takes it. I think this is where Ohio State potentially takes that step towards being a team that actually is worthy of being in the top five, top four, if you will. I, if they can get away with a clean, strong win, absolutely, I think there's a good chance that th this can be the game that tells you where their season's going. And I, I think they can come out of it with a victory, but I'm also saying a touchdown, at least at this point, until once the game starts going, maybe we'll see something different. Well, that's going to do it for the two big games of this week, upcoming weekend. Week two in college football. Hey, guys. What's up? There's been a Jason Hayward sighting on the north side. We discuss Cubs and Sox here on Blow the Whistle. A long, loud ending to this one. Number eight. Crushed by Hayward. And the Cubs win. Baseball season's underway. Well, this song's been getting played quite a bit lately. Hey, they needed it. That's good, because a few weeks ago, I was talking about how they, they had to dust it off. They didn't know where it was. <laughs> Highlights courtesy of Marquee Network. Uh, the question that I'm I'm gonna do a two parter. So first question: Do Cubs fans have some optimism for next season? 
Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. And I, I can't not do this, Brandon. Well, uh, <laughs> if you are, insist. Are, are you optimistic now for next year? I am. And I was beforehand, too. Like, before the trade deadline, or even right after the trade deadline, before this winning streak, I was still optimistic. I still I still hold out hope for the pitching. It has not been good. But uh, Justin Steele, I still think he's going to be a good a good starter. Maybe not an ace. I don't think he'll get that to that level, but I think he'll be a good middle to back of the rotation guy. Keegan Thompson the same way. The Cubs are really just looking for that ace. Uh, Kyle Hendricks obviously is there. Do they go out and get one in the offseason? Do you think that's that's the plan? They're, they're going to pay some big money to somebody like a Max Scherzer to come into Chicago and maybe do that 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 Lester kind of move again. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be Scherzer, but I, I do think they'll go out and get pitching for sure, especially another, maybe not top tier, but that maybe that second level tier of p- starter pitcher, starting pitcher, because they, they need help pitching and looking at this season. That has not changed. Even on the winning streak, the pitching has just kind of been so-so, and the hitting has just been lights out. It'll be interesting to see, especially Frank Schwindel, a big contributor, Contributor on that Schwinning streak. Uh, it'll be <laughs> look what he did. It'll be interesting to see if Schwindel can keep it going as pitchers start to adjust and as he starts to face more top level pitchers because the winning streak started as nice as it was. The winning streak started in Minnesota and then against Pittsburgh. So. It, Take that for what you will. But then now they're playing a desperate team in the Cincinnati Reds who right now would not be in the playoffs. They, because of the loss to the Cubs, have dropped out of that wild card spot. So they would not be in the playoffs right now. A desperate team and pretty good pitching, but it'll be interesting to see how they do against elite pitchers, those top pitchers, if these young guys can adjust to them. All right, Tyler, you're the other Cubs fan in this in this. <laughs> Beast, what do you are? You, are you optimistic? Uh, I yeah, I definitely say I, I'm optimistic about the Cubs because I wasn't really expecting after the whole crazy trade trade deadline that was burn going the on. house down situation. Absolutely, yeah. I didn't think the Cubs were going to start like just doing good right off the bat. But we got a bunch of funny guys over here. I know what we think so. <laughs> At least we do. I hope you yeah. guys do. I know. Listen to us. <laughs> but I do think I. I I think right now they're starting to kind of get a feel for each other and building some chemistry. All right. And one player that I'm super excited, like, seeing and very impressing me is the obvious Patrick Wisdom. Yeah. I think he's just that new big hitter that the, the Cubs have right now because hitting was a struggle for the Cubs even before the trade deadline. So I don't, I, I'm very optimistic. And like what Brandon was saying, um, the pitching starting to come along. I do think that they'll go out and get a picture, not a picture. I mean, a team picture would be cool, but a pitcher. Um, but I definitely, th- I definitely see light and hope uh, with the, sh- the Chicago Cubs. I don't think it's a complete dumpster fire. All right, that's enough Cubs stuff. Are you, are you, ready? <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready for your socks question, there, Let's Andrew, and everybody out there listening to us? Yes. Are the White Sox in trouble when playoff? baseball starts hit us up on facebook twitter instagram blow t whistle one let us know your thoughts andrew l- let me have it 
if I could put it on a scale of one to ten, I'd put it at like a four and a half. Really? Yeah, I'd put it in okay. a four and a half just because after last night's yet another great debacle by Dallas Keiko, who every White Sox fan I think at this point is just sick of seeing on uh, the mound. Keiko? Yeah, so yeah, they. Hey! Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> we all get one. <laughs> We're all funny. You get away guys. with that because you're a father. So, um, but I, I think the the talk obviously of him being a starter at this point needs to be a real conversation looking at getting somebody else in that fifth spot because I think at this point you have to think about Lopez? switching up the I think Lopez maybe even taking another look at Kopech I know he's dealing with injuries right now I know that's a certain concern you want him more so for the bullpen I think but I think you have to take a stronger look at these guys I know going into the playoffs it'll probably be Lynn Rodon and Cease as being your guys with Giolito probably being your fourth guy just in case and then I would say Keiko goes to the bullpen at this point but you have to do something because that is my main concern. I'm not too concerned about the bullpen too much anymore because I think they're starting to get that figured out at this point. It's the rotation that's now starting to scare me because Giolito's hurt and then it's Keuchel just not being consistent. I mean, he's got like a 10-something ERA in this month now and in his last few starts. He, he's like 2-9 he's like and nine or whatever. It is. It's crazy how bad he's been thus far and it, you, you can't do that. You need to be more consistent. For, for me, I, I'm going to agree with almost everything that you said. Uh, the bullpen situation I'm going to harp on it until it actually happens, and they know exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah. Kimbrel's your closer. Yes. Kimbrel's your closer. Just do it already. Kimbrel's your closer. Jesus. Jeez, Tony LaRusa, get your head out of your patootie and realize that you have a Hall of Fame closer, and then you have a guy that's a, a, an absolute above average closer in Liam Hendricks who's already said, hey, I'll, I'll be the setup guy. I'm okay with that. Yeah. As long as I get my ring, I don't care. Yeah. Why are you not listening to your players? Why are you still consistently doing what you need to do? Because he's a three-time Hall of Fame and baseball man. I know man, better than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take another sip. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is concern. I don't, I don't want to say. I, I would agree with you. I wouldn't. I would say five or six. Yeah. But, but, but I, I think they. Tim Anderson being out too has really like he's the spark plug. He, Absolutely. He, he's the motivator. He he's the energy. He's the soul of the team. Yeah. So him being out has also kind of led. And then you just have you know baseballs hating on on, on <laughs> White Chicago Sox, on Chicago just, in general. I don't know but, what's going on there. I didn't do it. I swear. But you know I I don't think there's time to to be frantically worried. Um. But there's also. There, there needs to be some concern there because, yes, one of the guys who's been in the playoffs and, and has playoff experience is now throwing like trash. Yeah. And you need that playoff experience in that lineup, I personally believe. But the way he's pitching right now, I wouldn't trust him to be a starter in a playoff no. series at this point. That's and, why I say bullpen, three, three innings bullpen, that's it for him. Yeah, and I agree. I don't don't be too worried if you're the White Sox. The biggest thing is get healthy in the month of September. Yes. I know I've said it before. Mm -hmm. Get healthy this month, and because you look at it, the Sox they've been playing 500 for what the last since the trade deadline, really. Pretty much just playing 500. They're still 11 games up on the, in the division. Yeah. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're not going to catch Tampa to take that top spot. So they'll likely play the Astros, whether that's home or on the road. Still to be determined but the Astros are faltering right now too. The Rays have cooled off a little bit. The Yankees, who were the hottest team in baseball coming out of the stretch, yeah. coming out of the trade deadline, they're now 2-8. and eight. So 
other teams that are going to be in the playoffs are also struggling. So keep that in mind. Keep it in context. All right. That's going to do it for the Chicago Cubs White Sox talk. A Chicago baseball team has clinched their first division title and playoff berth. We tell you here who that is on Blow the Whistle. But first, here's Brandon with a sports update. One more strike for a division crown. Kinley kicks and fires. And a swing and a miss, strike three. The dogs are kings in the north. And for the first time in franchise history, the Chicago Dogs are champions of the North Division. That's right. Your Chicago Dogs are the North Division title winners and are about to play uh, Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks in a five-game series starting tomorrow. Highlights courtesy of Sam Brief, the voice of the Chicago Dogs, and AABaseball.tv. Thank you very much for those. Gentlemen, it's a little different from when you covered them, right, Andrew? It is. (laughs) Very different. I didn't even know this number was possible with this team. (laughs) Well, I got a quick question to throw out, and then I'll come to you guys. Uh, Can the Chicago Dogs win their series versus Fargo-Moorhead? to make it to the championship series. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle one That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. I'm going to go to Tyler. Okay. Um, I definitely think, I I believe that the dogs could go um, beat the Fargo Moorheads uh, in this series. My just, only just call prob- them the Red Hawks. It's the so Red much Hawks, easier. Yeah. <laughs> they, a lot of these teams in this league have a lot of tongue-twisting names. But um, <laughs> the only issue I have is with the Dogs only have two games at home, Friday, Saturday, off day on Sunday, then in Fargo, Moorhead, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So my only issue is that the Dogs need to win these two games at home. I would agree with that. And it's one to explain to everybody, the team that wins the division gets to pick either the first two games or the last three games of the series. Uh, the Chicago Dogs uh, decided to go with the first two. Hopefully will be, no, not hopefully. They will be 2-0 going to Fargo and will take one of the three games in Fargo against the Red Hawks. Brandon, do you have any keys? Do you see anything that needs to happen for Chicago? For that to happen, just keep playing their game. Don't make mistakes because the times that they end up losing, it's when you extend an inning, either via walks, you get, just give free runners to guys, or errors, which we haven't seen a whole lot recently as they've been hot. But that early on when they were losing some games, errors were a big key, sloppy defense, and then just walks. Walks and hit by pitches have been a little bit of an issue at time for dogs pitching. So keep them off the bases, make them earn their way to get on base if they're going to get on base. And the dogs should be fine. I actually would say that the dogs are the favorites in the uh, in the American Association for the title right now. Wow, that's a huge statement from Brandon. I don't necessarily disagree with it either. Andrew, what what do you seem to think that they need to do to get them to that championship series? More than likely against the Kansas City Monarchs. Uh, 
Kansas City dominated the South Division this mm-hmm. year. They ended up winning it by how like twelve games or something like that, Brandon. Yeah, they they won <laughs> it. it close. They won it easily there in the regular season. It mm-hmm. was fifteen actually. They won by over 15. the wow. yeah, yeah. They, There was no one even close to them. Uh, well, I was there for the original season, the very first season for the dogs. So I've seen them as they began and went through the trials and tribulations of a first year team. Obviously they've made a huge turnaround and props to them all, all, you know, congratulations to them on this success. I honestly think though, looking at that division, they've probably gone through, I think some of the best baseball just in that division alone. So I think there's a good chance that from here on out, the way that they've been playing, which is a lot of great pitching, a lot of good defense, because this is a league where you're not hitting a lot of home runs. You're getting on base, you're getting steals, you're moving guys around. It's a lot of action on the bases. So I think the way that they're playing right now is perfect. They've got a lot of speed. They've got a lot of talent. If they keep this up, I think they've got a division. I think they've got the title in hand. It's just a matter of when at this point. It's not It's not will they, it's when. I, I completely agree with you. I believe that the dogs pitching has been dominant over the last month, month and a half. It's what's kind of gotten them to this point, along with great timely hitting. Uh, there are some guys that need to continue their great trends. Uh, TJ Bennett has been on absolute fire since the birth of his child we call it dad strength at the ballpark uh i believe it and he's been doing really well also we want to send out a shout out to ryan lidge who was named an all-star for the american association of baseball congratulations to you ryan you are the human mannequin as i like to call him because he does look like he deserves to be in a storefront Matching attire from head to toe. It's beautiful. The coolest looking bat I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And he has the Chicago Dogs uh, color bat. Oh, does he really? I love that. Uh, Baby blue on top, red on the bottom. It absolutely. It's right there with the Crayola crayon bat. Yeah. 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 I would. And and between Lidge and even Ryan Haug. The dogs probably have the best defensive catchers. Yes, in in the association, mm-hmm. Haug is more defensive minded. He'll throw people out left and right. You don't want to try and steal on Ryan Haug, and and Lidge is more of your all around catcher. He great bat and great defense, and he's been known to throw a couple guys, pick a couple guys off of first base here and there. The one that I want to see start performing from everything that we've heard from the guys in the booth is Terdoslovich. That's right. I said it. You said it. Terdoslovich. <laughs> it's not, not Terdoslovich. You used just to say that name. Yes, it was. Yeah. For <laughs> those of no. you that were wondering, David struggled with that name last week. <laughs> but that being said, there was a lot of hype with him coming back. And yeah. we didn't get to see him perform to that hype when he first returned. Some people would claim that right when he signed with the dogs that he was already considered the best player on that team. And for, from what I've heard for good reason, I want to see him perform to that level. Cause if he does that lineup on its own is a scary lineup, top to bottom of guys who can put wood to ball and get it into the field of play or take it yard on a consistent basis. And I, I would agree with everybody they're the favorites to win this division and win this series as long as they play their ball. 
Yeah, don't get out of your groove. And Tardoslavich, he was the on-base percentage leader in uh, for last season. Came back, like you said, didn't do a whole lot, 277 average. But if he's on and he's clicking with those other guys, Bennett, there's no coincidence that when Bennett left for the birth of his son, that's when they struggled. He came back, they started winning again. So And Bennett is... Doesn't get enough credit for the fielding that he does in third base. Yeah. But unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, What an unbelievably fun time that we had today. We hope you all enjoyed it as well. Once again, we want to thank everybody who was listening, especially those new listeners from the Under the Hood podcast. We appreciate it. This has been Blow the Whistle with me, David Dykstra. Brandon Janoska. Tyler Buterbaugh. And Andrew Valentin. If you didn't catch us live today because it was a Thursday, don't worry. You can hit us up on Spotify, iHeartRadio. What other places, Brandon? <laughs> There's so many anymore. Anchor. Yes, Anchor you can find FM. us on Anchor.fm, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcast. and soon, our, we did submit the application, uh, soon, QuadPod Network. We'll have to check and see if we're up there quite yet so for all of us here at the blow the whistle family uh have a great weekend stay positive be positive and we'll see you on monday